Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas, Yoredeya Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Kibodovoim, Halacha Gimel, Paragraph Gimel. Today is Erev Rosh Chodesh Iyar, Tavshin Pei Gimel. <coughs> we dedicate the learning, Lilui Nishmas, Yentefrad Basra Rabbi Yishraye, Harini Kaporas Mishkava, and for a complete Rafu Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Dvoira Gila Simcha Bas Chava, Boruch Mordechai Bentali, Soraleya Bas Chavaliba, Avigail Brocha Bas Shira Dvoira, Chana Bas Sora, Hillel Ben Brocha Nechama, Michal Esther Bas Ruhia, Dovid Ben Shena, Shlemanisim Ben Mazel, Avram David Ben Chana, Miriam Esther Bas Sori Gittel, Chaim Arye Ben Brocha, Chaim Ben Rachel, Toiva bas Chava Perel, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora bas Hadassah, Gitrenendel bas Sipoira, Lebelea bas Sipoira, Tuvia Tzvi ben Chaya Liza, Aviva Ilona bas Yispendel, Sarach bas Yispendel, Yehudes Ruchama bas Chavarus, David ben Behia, Shendel bas Lea, Yaakov Yehoshua ben Freindel Rechel, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Avram Moshe ben Hanafega, Chaim David ben Hanafega, David Chaim ben Ella, Ella Basora, Ami ben Chai ben Yehudas Gila, Besoich Shar Choyli Yisrael. Rav Nosanzal says, now we spoke about Kibbut of Oeim, and, and <coughs> now Rav Nosanzal says, V'alkein Talmud Torah, Based on what we were learning in the last paragraph, we understand why the study of Torah is more important than respect for parents. Because as we explained earlier, one of the main benefits in showing respect for parents is that by doing that, a person draws a garment for the neshama, bechinas levushe kovoid. Ve'ikar kiddushas haneshama nimshach mehatoira shesham sharosha. But the main holiness of the soul, the neshama, comes from the Torah, which is where the neshamas are rooted. We mentioned the previous year, all 600,000 neshamas are rooted in the 600,000 letters of the Torah. Ve'alkein ikar hisoyorus hatshuva hu rak alide esek hatoira shehu shorosh haneshamas. And that's why Rabbein Azal writes there in chapter 14 in Likud Imran that what really inspires and motivates people to do tshuva is the study of Torah, which is where all the neshamas are rooted. And that's how a person is zoichen to tshuva, which is the real respect for Hashem, through the study of Torah. And therefore, certainly, the study of Torah is greater than respect for parents. Ki ikar hakedusha v'hakovoid shel haneshama nimshach rak mitalma Torah. Because even though the parents provide that garment, that levush for the neshama, the main holiness and kovoid of the neshama comes only from the study of Torah. Ki shom b'hatoira hu ikar shoyrish nishmoiseinu because it's there in the Torah that our neshamas are rooted, 
In, in the original thought of Hashem, when Hashem was thinking and planning of creating the world, that's where we are, our neshamas are rooted, in the machshava of Hashem, in the Torah. And that's why the, the Mishnah says in Pirkei that the real kavod is Torah, kishom ikar hakavod, because that's where the main kavod is to be found. And that's why the Zohar Kodesh says in Parshas Yisroi, you want to show respect to your parents, show it to them, respect them by the performance of good deeds. Because the main reason, as we explained in the previous shurim, for respect for the parents is in order to be able to perform good deeds. That garment that the parents provide for the neshama is what's really going to enable the person to perform maizim toivim. Because through these maizim toivim, a person is zoicha, and through kibud avoim, a person is zoicha to this garment for the nefesh, shal Again, through kibud avoim, a person is zoicha to that garment of kavod for the nefesh, for the neshama, which is what helps the person perform maizim toivim. Paragraph Dalit. And this is why we find the Medrash tells us that Esav fulfilled the mitzvah of Kibbut a little. Why? How is any mitzvah shayach to Esav? Because the Arizal explains there were many holy souls that were swallowed up by Esav. As it says, that he had trapped many in his mouth. As is explained in the Kisli Arizal, in the Sefer Halikutim, Parshas Todos. And this will explain why there were many Geirim that came from the nation of Esau afterwards. And these holy sparks of, these, of the souls of the converts that came from the nation of Esau, the nation of Edom, Iker Tikunam Sheyuchlu Lotzeismenu the main tikkun that enabled those holy sparks to leave Esav, those gerim to leave Esav and come and join Klal Yisrael, was this concept of a clean garment. As Rabbi Nezal speaks about this over there in chapter 14, the Pesach says you will respect the Shabbos. How? Respect it by putting on clean clothing. And the Zohar Kodesh says that the term clean garment, also refers to the garments of mitzvah, which means the tzitzis, which also refers to gerim, converts. 
they are associated with the Shekhinah, which is called mitzvah, as Rabbi Nezal explains over there in chapter 14 in Likut Imran. Ukvar Mevura, we already explained earlier in paragraph Aleph of this halacha, Shehaksus <coughs> Nekia, that another form of this clean garment, Hainu Levushe Kovoid Lahanefesh, refers to holy garments, respectable garments for the nefesh, for the neshama. And how does a person get that? Nimshach alidei The way that a person draws those garments upon themselves is through the midst of kibud avoyim. Alkain, therefore, machmas shahoyu be'esav mitzotzoi nishmois hagerim. Because inside of Esav were many holy sparks of souls of converts that would be converted, that would be converting in the future. Alkain his gabru elu Therefore, these holy sparks that were inside of Esav, they fought to enable Esav to get Esav to perform the mitzvah of kibud avayim a little bit. Hainu mitzvahs kibud av. In order for those holy sparks that were inside of Esav to be able to draw upon themselves this pure garment that one receives through the mitzvah of Kibbut Avayim, so that these holy sparks would be able to become purified and leave Esav. <coughs> And that's why out of all the mitzvahs, those holy sparks pushed Esav, motivated Esav, to perform the mitzvah of Kibodov, to, to bring food for his father. And this is also why it says in the Zohar Kodesh and other Sforim, She'arichas hagolus, that one of the reasons why we, the Jewish people today, are going through this 2,000-plus year exile under the, under the government of Rome, which is Esau, which is Edoim, <coughs> is because Esau performed the mitzvah of Kibodav a little bit. Hainu Kanal, and this fits with what we learned earlier. Because the Gemara says in Psachim, that one of the most important reasons why Hashem has exiled the Jewish people among the other nations is so that Gerim should come and join us. By us mingling with the other nations, that allows for an opportunity for members of these other nations to come and join Klal Yisrael as Gerim. So what this is telling us is that the many years that we're spending in exile is in order for us to extract from Esav the souls of these Geirim that are supposed to come and join Klal Yisrael. And everything fits together perfectly now. And, and it's all one. <coughs> this that we're told, that the reason why we're in this long golos is because Esau performed the mitzvah of Kibodov, that fits beautifully 
with this concept of being able to extract from Esav those geirim. Because as a result of Esav performing the mitzvah of kibudav a little bit, that enabled those holy sparks that were inside of Esav to get those garments that they need and therefore achieve a certain level of refinement. And that's why we have to endure and suffer exile in order to extract those holy sparks. To take out the kovoid from Esau. Meaning those holy sparks that have this garment of kovoid from the, the low place of exile. And by us suffering this golos in under the kingdom of Esav, by this we're giving Esav his reward. Whatever reward supposedly he earned for the midst of Kibarov, he's getting it by subjugating the Jewish people, by us being under his authority. So now Rav Nosanzal tied everything together. There's a few things going on here. <clears throat> Number one, Asa performed the mitzvah of Kibbutz. Why? Because there are many holy sparks that fell into the domain of Asa. They're inside of Asa. And they want to get out. They can't get out <clears throat> unless they have this malbush of kavoy. They need this lavush in order for them to be turned on like turned on enough to be able to be rescued and taken out of there. <clears throat> so that's why Esav had to perform the mitzvah of Kibodov. That gave those holy sparks this malbush. And, and because he performed the mitzvah of Kibodav, number one, now, in order for those holy sparks to leave, where are they going to leave to? They're going to leave to join the Jewish people. The Jewish people have to be in close proximity to them in order for them to be able to come and join. That's why we're in Golis. That's why we're in Golis by Esav, by Edoim, in order to mingle with the Goyim, in order that, that God, Geirim should be able to come and join us. And when all of these souls of these converts that are supposed to be rescued from Esav, when all of those souls are going to be refined and purified, Oz Yetsu Kol Hakadushamimenu, then all the holiness will leave Esav, the Oz Memela Yesulakloi Kol Schar Kibudav Shaloi, and then automatically any reward that Esav was supposed to get for his Kibudav will have been covered. Because what enabled him to perform that mitzvah of Kibarav was only because those holy sparks, those neshamos of those geirim were inside of him. That's what enabled him. They are kavoy. Those neshamos drew upon themselves kavoy <coughs> through, through this mitzvah of Kibarav. And, and once all of those neshamos, all of those holy sparks have it taken, then the kavod will return to where it really belongs, which is in the domain of Kedusha. V'yekuyam, and we'll see the fulfillment of the Pasuk in the beginning of the Navi Yoivadya, 
ויורו מושיעים בארציון לשפוט את הרעסוב והויסול השם המלוכה. That we are going to go up to Eretz Yisrael, to Yerushalayim, and, and Esav will be judged, and the kingdom will be turned over to Hashem. All the Malchus and Kovoid will be returned to Hashem. And then we'll see the fulfillment of the Pasuk that Rabbein Ezal quotes over there in Likud Imran. The world will shine from Hashem's Kovoid. Amen v'amen. question, <clears throat> can we clarify if the statement about the Jewish people in exile is for the sake of accepting Geirim, is that still relevant now? <clears throat> the answer is most definitely. We see in recent times that there are Geirim from all over the world periodically coming to join Klal Yisrael. Can those Geirim be so important as to justify the 90% assimilation possibly hundreds of thousands of Yidin that fall away? <coughs> the answer is yes. Rabbi Nezal has a chapter in Likut Imran, chapter 59, which is entitled Heichal HaKodesh. And there he speaks about the tzaddik building a holy palace for Hashem, a Heichal HaKodesh. And he says that in the process of doing that, of trying to bring people that are far from Hashem, to bring them close to Hashem, there are many people that fall away. There'll be many, many that fall away. <clears throat> but for the few that remain, it's all worth it. They are v'hanishar betzioin, v'hanoisar beYerushalayim, kodosh yomaloi. Those who remain attached to the tzaddik, tzioin is bigematria yosef. Those who remain with the tzaddik, v'hanoisar beYerushalayim. And those who remain attached to Yira Sholem, those who re- retain their Yira Bishlemus, Kodesh Yomaloi. They'll be called Kodesh, and, and for them it's all worth it. The whole concept of the world that Hashem created in the world, <coughs> what percentage is the Jewish nation among all the other nations? If there are today 15 billion people in the world, the Jews aren't one billion or a half a billion or a quarter of a billion. We are a very, very small minority. And within the Jews, how many Jews are observant? How many Jews are Shomer Shabbos? A fraction. So, and it's for those few that the whole thing is worth it, definitely. The question regarding the ratio, the ratio of Geirim and Balichuva coming to join versus the number of people that are leaving, assimilating. It's true, it's true that the rate of assimilation is far greater, unfortunately, Rahman al-Islam. Hashem knows what he's doing. Hashem knows what he's doing. The tzaddikim know what they're doing. One day we'll understand how this is all working and how this is all expected to work out. Isn't it also that when, you know, the assimilation is just the result of what we see now? When, uh, I remember hearing once that if their parents or grandparents are over in Chayvei creases, so these are the products of the creases, that they're assimilation. So it's like, instead of looking at what that they're assimilating, 
it's the, the, it's the, it's the punishment of those, the previous affairs that were done. Possible. I, I don't, possible. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. Very possible. When we look at the magnitude, magnet, huge number there, <coughs> and, and now look at the game that are coming in, they're, they're going to be producing for the next generation maybe hundreds of thousands of Jews are religion. We hope, we hope, we hope. But still you read the statistics of the, the, you know, the quantity that outside of, in, in the United States, let's say, outside of the tri-state area, the rate of assimilation could be 80% or 90%. Rahman al-Islam, you know, wild, wild statistics. And in Europe, throughout Europe, and in other places, Rahman al-Islam. Yes. On that topic, we see in the from world different approaches to uh, trying to prevent this process from happening, this assimilation. There's the approach of Let's go and do Kiruv, let's go spread ourselves around the world and be able to catch the people from, from assimilating. And there's the approach of, I don't really have much control over that, so I'm going to focus on my family, I'm going to focus on myself, and things like that. Can you help us to understand what the balance is for that? <clears throat> the answer is that there are different approaches. We've spoken about this in the past. I, I, I forget, we had it not a while ago, where Abnosan Sal quoted the Arizal, on the Pasuk, Vavienu the Sholon me arba kanfais kolo oretz, and the Korev Pizureinu mi bein agoyim senu. The Arizal says that one of the reasons why a Jew sometimes finds himself in a very far out place where there are no Jews around just about, or very, very few Jews and very few Yiddishkeit, is because there are holy sparks there that need a tikkun. And that's why this Jew is over there in order that for those holy sparks to get a ticket. And the Arizal asks, but one second, the Jews that are found in those places, that Jew that's living in that place, very often is not a tzaddik, not a Talmud Chacham, sometimes not even religious. How in the world, how in the world can he be the one to make a ticket for the holy sparks that are there? And the Arizal says, you, you don't know that sometimes through the tiniest, tiniest mitzvah, a machshava toiva, a diburta, something like that, that can be what's needed in order to be mesakein, those holy sparks. So there's a lot of, lot of things going on that we don't know. Somebody asked me a question two days ago, I think it was. Somebody from America sent me a message. They work in a certain type of profession and somebody offered them a different job in Kirov. And it involves going to college campuses to mingle, to try to locate the Jews there, the Jews that are there, and to try to connect with them in, as a means of being able to invite them to Kirov seminars, to, to that, that, that type of thing. And he was asking, is it okay to do that? And my answer, I believe, is similar to the answer that Rav Rosenfeld, Zechran of Rocha, got 60, 70 years ago when he presented this question. 70 years ago, in, in, in the 1940s, more, 80 years ago, when he was offered, he was living in the United States at the time, this is in the 1940s and 50s, and at that time the conservative and reform movement was starting to, were expanding in the United States, and they had opened a, an institute, the Hebrew, the Jewish Theological Seminary, Rav Rosenfeld used to call it the Jewish Theological Cemetery, where they bury Jewish souls, Rahman al they destroy Jewish souls. 
and they heard about Rav Rosenfeld. They heard that he was a very dynamic teacher, very knowledgeable, very good vocabulary, all, and they wanted very much to grab him for their school, for him to come and teach there. So they offered him whatever salary he was earning at the time, teaching in, in an orthodox institution, they offered him, I think, like triple the salary, half the hours, and the liberty to teach whatever he wants. That's the real Kiddush. If we're offering you everything, but we're going to tell you what you have to teach is one thing. No, they, we'll put it in the contract. We're not going to control you. You'll teach Judaic studies. He wrote a letter to Eretz Yisrael at the time to the leading rabbis of Breslau, to the Zikanim, the elders in Eretz Yisrael, asking, you know, that he has this exciting offer and he's hoping he'll be able to turn around, get them all to become religious because he had done this in the past. He, he was doing it at the time. In, in the United States at that time, there was something called, what they called Talmud Torah, was that Jewish children whose parents were not observant at all, but they wanted the boys to have a bar mitzvah. So they wanted the boys to have bar mitzvah lessons. <clears throat> so when the boy was uh, 11, 12, after a full day in public school, after going to public school from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., the boys would go to a Hebrew school, let's say for two hours from four to six, to learn the olive base, to learn how to make a bracha, basic, basic Judaism, so that they would be able to have a bar mitzvah in a synagogue, be able to get called up to the Torah, put on tefillin possibly once, and then put them away, etc., etc. He went to teach in such a Talmud Torah, and he got the boys to become Shoma Shabbos, religious. It created a nuclear war with many of the parents. Parents called the FBI on him that he's kidnapping our children. A, a father told his son to get into the car on Shabbos. He said, no, no way in the world I'm going to get it. You are going to get into the car. Here's my hand. Chop off my hand. See if I'm going to go into the car. That level of, of, of you know and wanting to throw out the dishes in the house because their trays can't eat on these dishes, meat and milk and, and who knows what other stuff, you know, eat, eating on those dishes. So he, he saw he had an incredible gift, you know, to be able to reach people. And the response that came back was that, that to go into a university campus, that, that we don't do. To go into the place of the Sitrachra, that we don't do, it's dangerous for anyone and everyone. You can open a shul, you can open a shul, a yeshiva, a synagogue, a, a place of Judaic studies, and whoever comes is welcome if they're coming to you. But to go into that place, that's dangerous. And Rav Zal speaks about this in Yeridea. We had it, I believe, in volume one, the, the concept of Ein Mevatlen Isur Lechatchila, that if you have a pot of kosher, of a certain large quantity of kosher meat or anything else, and accidentally something unkosher falls inside, it falls inside, then if there's a certain quantity of kosher, if there's 60 times as much kosher as the non-kosher, and you cannot recognize the non-kosher, there's no way to identify it, the non-kosher becomes kosher. It gets nullified. Whatever negativity is in it becomes nullified completely. The rabbi said, put your hand in, take out one piece and throw it away so you're not profiting from this accident. But technically, you were able to kosher this non-kosher piece of meat. So you would think, I have a great idea. 
Kosher meat cost $50 a pound. Non-kosher meat, $5 a pound. Got a great business. Cook up a big pot of, of, of kosher, drop in pieces of non-kosher, one at a time, it becomes, becomes kosher. The Gemara says, Ein mevatlen isa You cannot take that non-kosher and put it inside. It's only if it falls inside by itself, that kind of thing. So here again, in terms of how we go about doing outreach, it's a very delicate issue. And there are cases of people who went into outreach and were harmed in the process, were pulled down in the process, because you're mingling with people who have lots of baggage, who in many cases, certainly when they're starting out, have much more sins than mitzvahs. And mingling with them, it's unless a person is very, very strong, the person can be harmed in the process. In that chapter, Amikutumran, chapter 59, Rabbi Nezal teaches how a person prepares, you know, to, to protect themselves in this process of, of doing the right kind of kiruv. At the same time, it would seem that the, um, that the people most qualified to have positive influence on, the, on, on these, uh, these Jews who are around the world, they're sitting in you know, enclaves of, of Jews that even if somebody wanted to come and, and, and learn, they, they, which door do they pick? Who's, whose house do they knock on? So that there's like a limit of access to that. True, it's true. However, in this chapter on Likut Yimran that, that, that this halach is based on, we were learning that when these qualify, when these great Talmidei Chachamim are sitting at home or in their base medrash learning Torah, through their study of Torah the, <coughs> with holiness, the letters sparkle, and that sparkle reaches the neshamas that are wired to those letters and turns them on, turns on those neshamas and motivates them and inspires them to want to come. That's one part of this process. Then Rabbi Nezal, in a different chapter in Likut Imran, in chapter 17 in Likut Imran, Rabbi Nezal speaks about the fact that, that through the mitzvah of tzedakah, when tzedakah is being given properly, that, create, that clears the air. That generates an atmosphere of friendship. It clears any turbulence, any negativity that's found in the air, and that allows the words of the tzaddikim to travel, even though they're not yelling. The words of the tzaddikim can travel thousands of miles and find their ways, find their way into the books of the goyim, into their theology books or into philosophy books, so that people over there will read things, they'll see contradictions, and that'll get them to come to turn around and come and join the kedusha. So Rabbi Nezal does show us certain ways. Here again, here we're speaking about the fact that one of the reasons why we are in Golis, why millions of Jews are not in Eretz Yisrael, and the Jews, the millions of Jews that are in Eretz Yisrael, many of the religious people live among non-religious people. One of the reasons for that is in order for the non-Jews and the non-religious people to be able to have access to, to come and join the religious people. Those who, are, those who are supposed to come and join. That's one of the reasons. But again, there are many, many contributing factors to this. This is one of the reasons why we publish Sforim, we, we put out Sforim, and those Sforim reach far, you know, distant places. Rav Nassim Zal, when you read the story of Rav Nassim Zal's life, 
when he was tra- when he traveled to go to Eretz Yisrael, especially on that trip, and he went to certain places that he never would have gone to, and he was able to sell two or three svarim there. You see, he's so excited that I was able to bring the words of the tzaddik to this place, to this distant, remote place. I'm sorry. So it seems what comes out from this is the intentional going out to, you know, spread the word or you know be be accessible or whatever. That that's in most situations probably not not what we want to be doing because there are so many other ways of of uh, influencing people even just in the the, day, the daily life that we have and when a person ends up in that situation then Akash Baruch Hu is the one who's who's managing that and making sure what, what needs to happen happens correct correct and again this is different from let's say Chabad who have accomplished tremendous things they, they've done many many wonderful things built hundreds of yeshivas and shuls and mikvahs and Torah centers all over the world, <clears throat> but different approach in some cases, where by them they're going into college campuses many times, or going to places where there's no Yiddishkeit at all, and, and starting Yiddishkeit in such a place. <clears throat> but uh, everything has pros and cons. Everything has pros and cons to it. Thank you. We said there's casualties in the process, and sometimes in doing that, you can't, there's all kinds of uh, accommodations that are made. You can have a minion on Shabbos morning starting to daven at 10, 11 o'clock in, in the morning, or sometimes later, and, and certain other things that, that because of the nature of the way it's being done. It's interesting, in the reform also, you know, the less invasive you do, the better it also is. Yeah, today's day, you could send the messages, you could, everything people could, you could be in the car, and a lot of people are in the car through the internet and whatever. Exactly. Then bring them into the Correct. area. Exactly. Exactly. Now, Rav Nosenzal goes into, into a little more detail in speaking about, with, we were talking about Kibbutz of Oeim, and, and now Kovra Torah, and now Rav Nosanzal is going into the topic of respect for one's rabbi. Parav hey, v'zeh bechinas kvoid rabbi shegodol mikvoid oviv. And with this we also understand why the Torah tells us that the respect for one's rabbi comes before, takes preference over the respect for a parent. K'mayisham Rabbi Sanazal, as the Gemara says in Baba Metziah, if a person's Rebbe and a person's parent lost something, which one are you required to go searching for first? Avedas Rabboi v'Avedas Oviv, Avedas Rabboi Koidemes. The lost article of the Rabbi comes first. She'Oviv mevioi lechaylam azeh, v'Rabboi mevioi lechaylam haba. Because a parent brings the child into this world, this physical materialistic world, the Rebbe is the one who brings the child into the future world. Now again, those statements aren't 100% because we said the parent gives the child the lavush for the neshama, which is what enables them to do mitzvahs and toivim. But on a certain general level, on a certain general level, the parents are providing the gashmius more and the Rebbe is providing the ruchnius more. Ki iker kibudov, 
ולהפשיט נפשוי מבגודם עצויים ולהלבש הנפש בבגודם נקיים בבגדי כבוי. כי כמו שהסברתי עד עכשיו, one of the main reasons for the mitzvah of Kibodov is in order to enable the kovoid to go out of the darkness, out of golos, and to strip oneself from the garments, the soiled garments, and to dress the nefesh in clean garments, big day kovoid, by performing the mitzvah of Kibodavim, as we explained in the previous paragraphs about Esav and about, in general, the mitzvah of Kibodavim. And the way that a person accomplishes that is by elevating the kovoid to its roots, by performing the mitzvah of kibodavayim. This is what we've spoken about in the past few paragraphs. By showing respect, returning the kovoid, to the, because the kovoid has fallen into the wrong hands. by returning the COVID to one's parents. They're the ones who brought that, per, that child's soul into the world. The soul is rooted in COVID. It originates from the Kisiyah COVID. And based on this, we understand why the respect for the Rebbe is even more important than this. Because the real soul connection is coming from the Rebbe who's teaching him Torah. Because the Torah has 600,000 letters corresponding to the 600,000 souls. Shehem klal kol hanashamais. which represent all of the souls of all of Klal Yisrael. As Rabbi Nezal explains over there in chapter 14, that the main, the highest form of respect for Hashem is which is to get people to be chozer b'tshuva hu al yidei eisek ha-toyra b'kedusha. That is accomplished through the study of Torah with holiness, both by studying Torah with those people who you want to be Mekarev, and by the Talmud Chachamim studying Torah at home and in their yeshivas and etc. Because through the study of Torah, those letters are colliding with each other and all kinds of sparks going off, and that's causing the Neshamais to collide with each other and sparks going off, And that's causing people to come and join, to be inspired to do tshuva, and Geirim to come and join Klal Yisrael. I and Shom take a look over there in Likutim Ran, where Rabbein Azal explains this. Nimtza, she'ikar ha'kovoid nisaveh al yidei raboi ho'oisik batoira. So therefore, the greatest kovoid, the most important kovoid, is, is, is being generated through the, his Rebbe, who is teaching him toira. Or, or, and studying Torah. Therefore, that's the, the most important roots of the Kavoy. And that's why we're required to be And the respect for the, for the Rebbe is greater and more important than respect for the Father. 
כי הוריו מעוררו הכבוד בשורשוי על ידי עסק התוירו שהיא שורשי נשמס ישראל. Because the, the Rebbe is the one who's awakening and activating that kovoid at its source through the study of Torah, which is the roots of all the Neshamas Yisroel. He's, he's in charge of the control room. You have a building with all kinds of electricity, all kinds of electrical appliances. There's the control room, the control room that's controlling everything. The parents are playing a role in the individual, individual bulbs and, and, and provide visual rooms. The Rebbe is the one who's dealing with the control room through that powerful connection to the Torah. Now remember, if a parent also teaches a child Torah, that's another story. Then the parent is also the rabbi. Then that could put him in a higher category. The Alkain Isa, and based on this, we'll understand also why it says in Shulchan Aruch and Yeridea, chapter 244, paragraph 10. If there is a leading rabbi of a generation, one whom many, many people look up to as Godoil Hadoil or Tzadik Emes, that kind of thing. A rabbi like that, the laws that apply to every single Jew, every single Jew is required to treat him as if he were my Rebbe Mufok, meaning the most important Rebbe in my life, which means it has the completely different level of laws, strictness in the laws of respect, than another rabbi. Kirav mefursam, because a, 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 a rabbi who is, no, who is a recognized leader of Klal Yisrael, hainu tzadik hadoyer ho'emes. Now, Rav Nassim making it clear here, this doesn't mean just because he's well known, you know, this and this, the chief rabbi of England, the chief rabbi of this, just because he's, that doesn't mean that that's not necessarily what the Shulchan Aruch is referring to. It's referring to somebody who's also tzadik hadoyer ho'emes, she'oisik batoyra bigdusha gedoyra, who is involved in the study of Torah and fulfillment of Torah with on a very high level of holiness. Ad shehu ma'oyer al yidei esik ha'toyra shaloi shaloshi ha'neshamois. So that this rabbi is one of the rabbis who Rabbein is speaking about there on Likut Imran. That through his study of Torah, he turns on all of those light bulbs. He turns on all of those neshamos that are rooted to the letters of the Torah. Ad shemagi al yidei zeh ha'ora afilu lahorechoykem imenu chamishim parsois. To the point where as a result of his study of Torah, the light is reaching hundreds of miles away to people who are nowhere, not in the same city at all or anything like that. And those people are, are doing tshuva and they don't even know who turned them on. They don't. And that's the greatest kavoy to Hashem when people are chozer b'tshuva. Nimtza shehatzadik ho'emes shabadoyer hu harav shel kol hadoyer kuloi. So therefore, the tzadik emes of a generation, he is the rabbi and the rebbe of the entire generation. Afilu shel oisan harachaykim imenu moed. Even those people who are far away from him, they never saw him, they never heard a word of Torah from him. 
even though in any obvious way they haven't received any Torah from him or anything like that. Because this tzaddik, through his study of Torah, wherever he is, he's turning on people all over the world to tshuva. And therefore, this rabbi who is recognized, who has this recognition, meaning we're referring to Shmuel Anavi, you know, the, 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 the chief, you know, great leading rabbis of the generation, Rashi HaKadosh, you know, giants of the generation. Dinoi kerav muvok l'chol hoylam kuloi. The law that applies to every single Jew living at that time, they have to treat him as if he were their Rebbe muvok, with all the full respect of a Rebbe muvok. The hakoil chayovim bechloidoi, and everyone is required to respect him. Because he is actually the Rebbe of the whole world. Because he turns on and inspires the entire world, the entire Jewish world to tshuva through his study of Torah. The, the Torah is the roots of all the neshamas of the Jewish people. And the tzaddik is called Shoirish Neshama Yisrael. We know in the first story of Sipurim Isis, Rabbi Nezal speaks about the assistant to the king, the viceroy of the king, who goes searching for the lost princess. And he's called the Sheni Lamelech. And the Meforshim write that the word Sheni is Shoirish Neshama Yisrael. The tzaddik is the Shoirish Neshama Yisrael. One minute, which is it? Is it the Torah or the Tzaddik? The answer is the Torah and the Tzaddik are one. Moshe Rabbeinu is Bigimatria 613. Moshe Rabbeinu is, Moshe Rabbeinu is the Torah. Not just is the Torah, but is, is higher than the Torah in certain respects. The Gemara makes a Kalvachimer. The Gemara says, how silly are those people who stand up for a Sefer Torah and they don't stand up for a Talmud Chacham who is much greater than the Torah, who is the essence of the Torah, who is the battery of the Torah. And therefore a tzaddik of this caliber, we're required to show him the greatest respect. Because the most powerful kavod to Hashem is, is happening through him. Because through through his study through his study of Torah, he's being machzer people betshuva, which is the greatest kavod to Hashem. Valyedei paragraph Zion, valyedei shenosim kavod lehorav hoemes, alyedei zeh iker haolas hakavod lesharoshoi, and by showing kavod to the true Rebbe, to the true tzaddik. Through this, we're really accomplishing what Rabbi Nezal speaks about there on the Kutumaran, about elevating the Kovoid to its source, the Hainu Leyira, which is to Yira, as we said in the beginning of this halacha. The way that we accomplish that is by taking the Kovoid out of the garbage, out of the places where it's found today, where it doesn't really belong there. Those people don't deserve respect, don't, you know. 
Al yidei habalei tshuva v'geirim. And how's that being accomplished? By people being chayzer b'tshuva and by converts coming and joining. That's the greatest kovoy t'ashem. Chovu l'ashem mishpachay samim, chovu l'ashem kovoy dvoiz. Shenasim al yidei esik ha-toyre shalorav emes. And how is that being accomplished? <clears throat> Not necessarily by the guy who's on campus. It's being done by the Rav Ho'emes who's studying Torah, Through his study of Torah, you don't see the wires that go from him to the kids in college and the kids all over the place. And through his study of Torah, he's turning them on. And when, when these Balei and Geirim are formed, that's what takes the kavod out of golos. Because the Zohar Kodesh says that's the greatest respect for Hashem. Remember, it was when Yisroi came and said, That's when Hashem said, now we're going to have July 4th. Now we're going to have Matan Torah with thunder and lightning, the whole show, that huge show, Parshas Yisroi, and because of Yisroi, the Zohar Kodesh says, Kad Osi Yisroi, when Yisroi came along, that's what sparked that whole thunder and lightning and everything. And Rabbi Nezal says there, we have to elevate the Kavoy to its Shoirish. What is its Shoirish? The Hainu Yira. And Rabbi Nezal says there, the way that you do that is, Hainu Lechabed Es Yirei Hashem Belev Sholem. When a person is showing respect to those people who show respect to Hashem, and when the person is doing it wholeheartedly, not half-heartedly, sometimes a person sees a rabbi walk in, they, they go like this, they, they, there's that, and there's real respect, real respect. Bibichinas, as the Pasuk says, Rabbi Nezal uses the words there, believe sholem, when it's wholeheartedly serious. Bebechinas ves yirei Hashem yechabed, as the Pasuk says, to show respect to the yirei Hashem. Now note, it doesn't say to the lamdim, it says to the yirei Hashem, people who have real respect for Hashem. Kimavur kol as Rabbi Nezal expounds on this very elaborately over there in Likut Imran. Nimtza, we conclude therefore, she'ikar ha'olas ha'kovoid l'shoroshoi, that one of the powerful ways of elevating the Kavod and plugging it into its Shoirish to Yira is by being Mechabed Yirei Hashem. Bechinas ves Yirei Hashem Yechabed. I mean, not everybody lives in Meishor in, in Breslau Shul and everything. Everybody lives in uh, wherever they live. In the Zlav Rabonim, the Mamashton Breslaus. And sometimes they have like mamish different derech in Breslau, and you're trying to respect them. And respecting is like listening, really. So how to balance the land Breslau on one hand, on the other hand, sometimes there's a bottom. Maybe they're not against, but they're very different. In your question, you gave the answer. A Talmud Chacham who's learning Torah and teaching Torah <clears throat> and is not against the Tzadik Emes in any way, is a beautiful, good, holy Talmud Chacham. And, and we show respect to that Talmud Chacham, and we listen to what he has to say, etc., etc., 100%. If we see somebody who's knowledgeable in Torah and attacks Yirei Hashem, 
makes fun of Yirei Hashem or is, opposes the Yirei Hashem, there it's a different story. There we, I prefer not to listen to his Torah. I prefer not to, to, to show him respect. I don't have to be disrespectful, but I'm not interested. But Talmidei Chachamim, as long as they are not against Chasham Tzadikim in any way, they deserve respect. But again, to know that there's levels and levels, that's the issue. Godlador, Godlador, Gedoyim, Gedoyim, people use those words, throw those words around very liberally. He's the Poisek Hador. Is, does the whole door accept it? What percentage of the door accepts him? And today, is there a single Poisek Hador? This Rav said this, so everybody has to... That's not the case today. It's not the case. But at the same time, to know that all Rabbonim who are within the framework of kosher, you know, we treat with respect. We treat every yid with respect, but especially Rabbonim. There's a lot of times, you know, like, wrestlers go to Uman, Roshana. Mm-hmm. Even, uh, like, a lot of poskins, like, you know, it's very difficult. Speak out against it. A question, for example, when the breast lovers go to Uman for Shoshana, and there are certain <coughs> world-renowned rabbis who speak out against that, they're making a mistake. You know, in my opinion, and in the opinion of my rabbis, they're making a mistake. That doesn't mean they're disqualified completely necessarily. Rabbi Nezal said that the world says that a tzaddik cannot make a mistake, and if he makes a mistake, he's no longer a tzaddik. We don't say that. We say a tzaddik can make a mistake, and if a tzaddik makes a mistake, the mistake is a mistake, and a tzaddik is a tzaddik. Depending on the level, depending on the level of disrespect that's being shown, people can disagree in Torah. People are allowed to debate Torah. Whether you're mechuyiv to stay in Eretz Yisrael, these are discussions among paiskim, among tzaddikim. There's a st- there are people, how are you allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael? Learn, learn the Torah. You'll find out how you're allowed to leave. In the Torah it says, don't leave Eretz Yisrael, except except for a shidduch, except for parnosa, except for kivrei tzaddikim. Rabbi Nezal didn't make that up. The Stechemet writes it, other leading rabbis, etc., etc. Now here again, there are certain rabbis that saw, in some cases, might have seen certain people who left home for, for Rosh Hashanah and didn't leave, their, didn't leave anybody to supervise their children while they're away. So the children go to shul or don't go to shul on Rosh Hashanah, or didn't leave money for the wife to have food for Rosh Hashanah, etc., etc. There it could be something irresponsible. And that could cause negative, you know, rabbis hear that and they say, they say what's going on here? There's a hefkeris, etc., etc. And with this, we understand the, the mitzvah of showing respect for one's rabbi. Through the respect that a person shows for one's most important rabbi, Rabbi Mufok, where the Shulchan Aruch says, that's the one who teaches in Hashkafa. That's the one who teaches the person emuna in Hashem, real emuna in Hashem, and in the Torah in Sadiqim. That's how the person is fulfilling this pasuk of being mechabed yirei Hashem. Because a rabbi who is studying Torah on a level 
where his study of Torah, through his study of Torah, the letters are sparkling, and the letters are turning on neshamais, and people are being chayzer b'tshuva, that rabbi is definitely a yirei Hashem. Ki shoyrish ha-toyra hu yira, because the, the roots of the Torah are yira. Bebechinas, as we find the first word in the Torah, Bereshis, Shehu Hascholas HaTorah, Shehu Yore Boishes. And the Tikkun Ezra says the word Bereshis is comprised of two words, Yore, Yira, and Busha. There's a Pasuk, uh, after Ma'am Torah, it says, Lamantia Yirosoy Al Panechem So that you'll have fear of Hashem upon your face and you won't sin. The Gemara says, what is fear of Hashem on your face? Zua Busha. That's this shame, this shame embarrassment, this fear, this shyness that a Jew is supposed to have. This Yira Dikdusha. Ukamasham Rabbi Sainazal, and as the Gemara says, that there's a Pasuk, Vahoyo Emunas Itecha Choysen Yeshuois Chochmas Vadas, and the Gemara says those six words represent the six sections of Torah Shabal Peh, Zroy, Moed, Noshim, etc., etc. But the Gemara says, but even after a person learns all of those six sections, he ain't finished yet. He ain't a tzaddik yet. If he has fear of Hashem and respect for Hashem, good. And if not, loy. If not, all of his learning is not. Because the Pasuk finishes there, that respect for Hashem that's Hashem's treasure. That's bigger than emunasi If a person is learning Gemara and not, doesn't have Yira Shemayim, chas v'shom, they're missing the boat. Because as the Mishnah says in Perki the person's respect for Hashem and Yira Sachet is supposed to be greater and before the person's Chachma. Nimza shehatzadik sheoisik b'hatoyra b'gedusha at shemoyra shalosh yahanishomish shemachshava tchila bevadai tzorich lahakdem yira lechachma. That tzadik is definitely placing the yira before the chachma. The yira is greater than the chachma. And again, note another word for yira is tfila. Isha yira Hashem he tishalo. Yira Hashem is tishalo tehila tfila. The way that we see the Yiras, one of the best ways that we see a person's Yiras Hashem is how does the person daven? How does the person make a bracha? How does the person say Birka Samozain? That's where you see the Yiras Shemayim. Ki hayira hi shoyra Because Yira is the source, the, the foundation, the, the roots of Chachma. Vereshisa, and it's on top of Chachma. Bibchinas, reishis Chachma Yiras Hashem. Nimza sheshoyrish hanishmois Yisrael hameshuroshem b'hatoyra bereishes hamachshava ikar shaloshem hu beyira shureishes chachma. So when we say that all the Jewish neshamas are rooted in Torah, guess what? The Torah is rooted in Yira. So all of these neshamas are rooted in this Yira. V'alkein tzrichen lahachzir hakavoid hanimshach aliday esek haTorah kanal. And therefore, we have to take that kavoy that's being generated through the Eisek HaToyra and, and send it up to Yira. 
And that's why it's so important to return the Kavoy to Yirei Hashem. Even if there are Talmud Chacham, even there are people who are more learned than them, but Yira is above. In this sense, the Yira is above. Eishes Chayel Ateres Bala, the woman of valor, is the crown on her husband's head. The husband, the man, is the Torah. The woman is the Tefillah, the Yira Sashem. And when the Yira Sashem is Bishlemus, it's on a higher level even. We have to show the respect to this Rav who caused, who brought about this elevation of the Kovod by his studying Torah with such holiness where through his study of Torah he woke up, he motivated and inspired the, the, the roots of all of these Neshamos. Because this Rebbe, he's the ultimate Yerei Hashem. Because a person cannot study Torah on that kind of level that's going to turn on all the Neshamos unless he has real Yira. Shehu Reishis HaChochma. Therefore, we have to give the full measure of kavod to this Rav HaEmes, He is the source of this Yira. He's the generator of this Yira, Shehu Shoyrish HaKavod. And Yira is the source of kavod. Therefore, we have to send all the kavod back up to where it originates from. And understand. Go ahead. It sounds here uh, we're talking about. It's more like not yiras aroinish. Sounds like it's like yiras aroinimus. Question, it sounds like the Yira that we're speaking about here, we know there are two types of Yira, Yira Soinish and Yira Soroimimus. Yira Soinish means fear of punishment, fear of consequences. Yira Soroimimus means a respect that a person has from awe, coming from a place of awe. Wow, wow, I see this thing is so great, this person is so great, and that, gives, that causes me to feel tremendous respect for that person. The answer is, in Breslov, those two go together. They're inseparable. He's talking about both here. He's talking, when we're talking about a religious Jew, a Yerei Shamayim, we're, talking, we're not talking about a person who has Yerei Saroimus. He's not involved in Yerei Saroimus. No way. Rabbi Nezal says, everybody, the biggest Sadiqim, need Yerei Saroimus also, also. Between the two, obviously, the Yerei Saroimus is a higher level. But but we're, we're we're including both. We're definitely including both. I forget whether it's Rabbeinu Zal or Rav Zal that, that they said about someone that his Yira Shamayim was like he saw a person standing over him with a baseball bat, you know, about to smash him over the head. That kind of Yira, that was his respect for Hashem. So it was compared to that in his, sometimes. Any questions? You can't, you can't get to Yerasoyimus only through Yerasoyimus. Exactly. Yerasoyimus, Ahavas Hashem, and then Yerasoyimus. That's usually the order. Question? 
question, maybe the Yanuka today, maybe the Yanuka is today everyone's Godel. He represents every kind of Jew and inspires all equally. <laughs> I've heard some good things about him. I haven't met him yet. I'm, I'm interested in meeting him, Amir Tzashem. A friend of mine from Montreal, the, the rabbi of, the, of one of the Breslov communities in Montreal, told me that he had a 40-minute meeting with him. Usually people see him for 12 seconds. He had a 40-minute meeting with him, and the Yanuka told my friend that his Rebbe, the Yanuka's Rebbe, is Rav Nassenzal. And he said that his wife and him go on vacation once a year. They go on vacation. They go to Breslov. They go to the city of Breslov, and that's where they spend the week by Rav Nassenzal, you know, close to where Rav Nassenzal's kever is. That, that's what he said, which is one of the things that excites me about him. I hope I'll have the opportunity to meet him soon. It's a shame. Rabbi, just to close yes. out the conversation we had from before. Um, so it seems like to go out is and, and do kiru. That's not necessarily our darach in you know to, to go intentionally. Is it possible that it's in, it could be a darach to intentionally seclude oneself and solely be focused on Torah in order to do the spiritual aspect of kiru? The answer is there are people that do that. There are people that do that. My Rebbe, Reb Michal Dorf, used to say very often that the derech of Breslov is to be in the world and out of the world at the same time. Meaning, in the world, not necessarily to go to an island, not necessarily to seclude oneself totally, totally. To be in the world meaning, yes, to be able to mix with people and yes, to be able to relate to people. In a way, there are some people that are hermits like this, and again, they can't, people, they can't relate to people, and people can't relate to them. Rabbi Nezal says in a chapter on the Kutuban, there are people that think that to be a big tzaddik, a big Talmud Chacham, means that you don't know anything about life. You don't know anything about civilization. But he says, we see that's not true. Because the Gemara says, Rabbi Yochanan was giving a shir once to his Talmudim about money, and he was talking about ways, tricks, tricks in making money, and he said, I'm going to stop here because if I go further, I'm going to be teaching you guys how to rob, how to steal and everything, and I don't want to do that, you know. So Rabbi Nezal says, we see that he knew, he knew all the tricks of the trade, that kind of thing. So in, in a sense, there are many different drachim, and there are different nishamais, and it seems there are certain nishamais where their mission is to be locked up in a room. But in terms of the derech that's being prescribed for us, it's, it's a combination of being in the world, but at the same time out of the world, recognizing how foreign a lot of the stuff of the materialistic world is and not getting caught up in it in any way, chas v'shom. Rabbeinu said to Rav to speak with certain people who was very hard. Uh-uh. Somebody's mentioning now that Rabbeinu Zal told Rav Zal to speak to these apikrusim, to these, the, the, the atheists, he only allowed, the only person, Rabbi Nassau, had Talmidim who were giants, great tzaddikim, and Talmidim chachamim. None of them were allowed to speak to those, those three atheists from Uman, other than Rabbi Nassau. And Rabbi Nassau writes, at one point in a conversation with them, he started screaming, what did the Rebbe want from me? You know, he found it dangerous and difficult, you know, to mingle with them. You know, it wasn't simple. It wasn't simple, for sure.
Can I ask a question? Sure, please. So I'm just trying to make sense about the, you know, going out to do cure, but said, didn't Rebbeinzel said that he wanted all his Talmudim to be, uh, that they should make Talmudim, they should make other Talmudim, they shouldn't be in eight salvation. And that's the essence of what everyone is supposed to be doing. So, Good. You know, Good. What are they supposed to uh, you know, what are they supposed to be doing? What are they supposed to be doing? Isn't everyone supposed to be telling and spreading the light? The answer is yes. In the Orthodox community, in the world of Orthodox Jewry. But again, for an Orthodox Jew to become a rabbi of a conservative shul, like many, many Jews did in the 1940s and 50s, they didn't have bread, to, they, they couldn't support their families, they had no parnasa, and they won, the orthodox shuls couldn't pay a salary, so there were many orthodox Talmidei Chachamim who went and became rabbis of conservative shuls all over the United States and in Europe. And many of them fell in many big ways. They, they, they didn't necessarily raise the level of Judaism in the Orthodox shul. They ended up being supportive of synagogues that did not have a mechitza. Some of them ended up using microbial, all kinds of violations of Torah. So, so the, the issue of being eitz pri pri can be done within the Orthodox world. You know, there's, there's, there's maybe, a, a, maybe now today it's a close to a million Jews that are, are, are Orthodox that could be... We, we, could be, we could reach them, we could spread the light of the tzaddik, you know, to those people. Now here again, there's conservative reform. There are people, we met people who came into Yiddishkeit through conservative reform, but at some point they saw the fallacy in that, they saw the emptiness in that, and they came to check out orthodoxy, and they joined. There are many people like that that started off in different places, Lincoln Square Synagogue, this place, that place, all kinds of things, and then became, there are people today living in Meisharim whose grandparents, you know, were not observant at all, and they met Reb Shlomo Kalbach, and, and that's how they got started, and then they went from one to the next, and today their kids don't speak English, their kids only speak Yiddish, and Strymals and Bekishes, and Tamid Echachamim, etc. But, but again, we're talking about going into that place that's a delicate and, and dangerous thing. You mentioned before, there's so much well, saying, assimilation. You mentioned that Rebbe Sal had a question for Rabbi Ginsburg, and indirectly had a faith in starting a whole organization called NCSY, which are all these peer organizations, which, you know, create a forum of, of from, uh, where they bring, you know, kids into. Sure. So that... That, that's exactly what we're talking about. This Rabbi Ginsburg, Zichrein Levrocha, that you're mentioning, they met in a bungalow colony, in a religious bungalow colony, where they both were. This Rabbi Ginsburg, I think at that time, was a, a rabbi of a reform, some, you know, he was distant, and, but again, they met in a kosher environment. They met in a, a religious bungalow colony, became very close, and this Rabbi Ginsburg went fully orthodox and fully, and... and and NCSY, again, I, I don't know if NCSY goes into the colleges or into the public schools. That, that's, that's, that's one of the differences here. Okay. Sure. Um, you mentioned that there's so much, uh, so much assimilation, so why not to constrain on, you know, 
bringing back the people who already also true, also true, that there are so many Jews where in, in, in terms of, number one, we don't proselytize, we don't go to convert non-Jews, that we definitely are not allowed to do. And even in terms of Jews, the people from religious homes that have left, etc., there's thousands and thousands of those today that need to be brought close. And there are thousands of religious people that need to be brought close, for sure. Wishing everybody a good Geben Shchodesh will continue tomorrow. If any question wasn't addressed, please, please give it tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem. Tomorrow will start. Yeah, tomorrow will be starting at eight fifteen, like we do on Rish Chodesh usually.